Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself. And we're going to talk a, a little crash course in psychology of big market moments through the years or crashes, things of that mm-hmm. nature. And we're going to touch through uh, really, you know, quite a, a a period of sometimes called black swan events too, I think. So we're going to kind of get into that a little bit and run through some of these things and just kind of talk about how it affects us when we are thinking about the way maybe we view money or the way we save or the way we spend and things of that nature, uh, especially as we're getting you know up there in years and so on and so forth. So that's the uh, topic to this week on the show. Phil, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. Looking good, ready. It made, made it beyond tax season, so we're, we're good. So you now. survived. That's right. That's what I said. You're looking good, so you're 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 not looking too tired, which is good. No, no. Finally, getting some good sleep. There you go. There you not go. Not that I didn't before, but yeah, you know, yeah. It's a it's a hectic time of the year. That's for sure. It is. It is. Yeah. It comes and goes. It's a season. Yeah, very true. Oh, that's true. Well, it's uh, not like con- construction, which is a season also in Michigan. Yeah. Never. Well, that's one of the seasons that is never ending here in Michigan. I, it, it, it's ridiculous. I swear they decided to rip up. The two major roads, north, south, east, west, at the same time. It's like, who, who thought this through? Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? But anyway, uh, it's always something, right? So, But let's Absolutely. get into this conversation this week. I want to talk about There's a lot to cover. Sure. So, uh, you know, have you ever wondered, like, why you handle money the way you handle it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be the way you saw your parents do it. It could be the way they instructed you or lack thereof, right? Yep. So it could be either way. Uh, and maybe they were affected by things they went through. So real fast, I'm going to go way back. We won't touch on this for long because there's not too many of, of the folks left. But, sure. you know, the Great Depression, basically, right? So we're going to start there, 29 to 39, obviously was a massive thing that really affected, you know, boomers' parents, and right. maybe even some boomers. Well, I guess they wouldn't be boomers, but they're right there at that edge, right? So, like, right. my right. I mean, they may have been born during that time, so they were there. But right. I mean, yeah. they don't have any recollection of it. But their parents, absolutely. But yeah, they, my dad was. They born saw in, kind of the fallout of that, right? right. They had to yeah. live through that experience by their parents and how they reacted to it. Yeah, so. my dad was born in '32, and he's no longer with us. But he, uh, you know, he did not have that stark reaction that some others did. So, like my my sure. wife's grandfather, I met him. He was also born in '32, which is kind of funny that her grandfather and my father born the same year. Yeah, uh, and we're only five years apart, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, um, he was like very very frugal and like really hung on to everything that he you know like he mm-hmm. never threw anything away because right. of how the depression affected him. My dad was more. Uh, I'm just going to live for the moment because you never know when you could lose it all. You never know. Yep. Right? So, kind yeah, of and I mean, that's an interesting point because everyone goes through these, but people react differently. Right. You know, so how did it affect you? And in, like in this case, two individuals born in the same era, but same you had totally different reactions to it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, stock prices fell, what, 90%? I mean, like it yeah, was obviously. Yeah, the market was totally collapsing. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty people rough. lost everything. And, and I think that, that that's going to be the idea. We're going to move into some more modern stuff here in a second for most of our sure. demographic that watches the show. But that's kind of the setup for the idea of you know, how does it affect you, right? But let's mm-hmm. start talking about 70s, uh, 80s, and you know all the way up into right now. So I don't know about you, Phil, but like I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s. So when I got like a, a – I think I got a savings account when I was like 13. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. Like I would have to put much in it. It was like thirteen percent or fifteen percent, or it was somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. And it's easy to kind of think, you know, when you're, especially when you're forming your 
uh, I guess, financial life, you're thinking, hey, it's always like this, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's your re- re- what they call recency bias, right? That's your experience. So that's what you expect. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in, in for us, because I was born in 67, so right okay. around that same time frame. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw that end of it where we were saving and, hey, this is great, right? Right. But for our parents, baby boomers, I mean, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, yeah, they saw that too, but they probably had a mortgage and they were paying double-digit mortgage rates. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, for, for somebody that's not experiencing the other end of that, yeah, it's great. The saving side is incredible. This is awesome. I can earn that amount in, in safe and secure money at the bank. Yeah. Well, um, we we think about inflation that we've been in this this past year, right? Right. And we talk we've talked before about how it's not been this way in forty years. Right. Well, I was yep. a teen when it was this high, or actually, I was a young. I was even a teen. I was like ten or eight. Yeah. So like. Yep. If it cost me a lot more for bubble gum, I don't remember it. It's no big deal. And I didn't care. It didn't affect our our economy, so to speak. But inflation for my dad at that time obviously was rough because he's trying to take care of his family in the 70s. So even though you and I have lived through it, it's affected us now as grown men much differently than it affected us then. Exactly. Now we're experiencing it because we're in in the shoes our parents were at that point, realizing we're trying to, to live provide for families, et cetera, in this time frame of just crazy, crazy inflation and interest rates. And we're not even anywhere near to what they were back then. Yeah. Well, true. You so know? how do, but, I mean, how compared do you compare to where we were? I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's huge. So how do you so. kind of strategize that with your psychology? Like, so, because for many people over the last year there, mm-hmm. you know, it's been like, is this inflation going to de- derail my retirement? Is it going to run me off the tracks? You know? Right. I mean, it, it's understanding its cycles, right? You know, and like anything, it, 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 we're going to move through this. This is going to change the long-term average, but we don't typically live in a high inflationary environment for 20 years. I mean, that's right. just not what happens. Well, we hope not. We anyway. have these peaks and valleys of, you know, we're starting to peak, hopefully peak. Who knows? I mean, you know, we'll see. It looks like it's starting to, to slow down and, and get under, you know, under control so we won't get into those double-digit inflation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rough to live through it. Um, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't derail your inflation or your, your retirement. I mean, it's a, it's a, should be a short lived period of time. Right. So, right. but it's just helping people kind of grasp that and understand that. Cause when you're in the middle of it, it's tough to think of, wait a minute, you know, we, we planned on 3% inflation, which over historical time frames is probably an accurate number. But right. yet when we're right now experience eight, nine, 10, I mean, it's hard to think. Wait, a minute, the plan's not going to work. Yeah, and I so. and I and I get that you know that fear, and so maybe if you're in your fifties now and you're seeing the inflation rates go up, or excuse me, the interest rates go up, right, um, right. to try to help offset the inflation rate, you're thinking, okay, well maybe going back to the bank is not the worst idea because I remember you know, and you kind of your mind kind of goes, well, I remember being ten, twelve, and mm-hmm. it was like you know a CD was you could get ten percent, so hey, that's good, right? Right. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, I mean, yeah, there's some CDs and things now. That I think we're starting to see over four percent and stuff like that. But yeah, to four, your five point, percent. Yep. it's not keeping up with inflation. Never has, never will. Exactly, and that is really the key um, in, in walking through this with clients in, in the environment we're in today. Is like that's great. I, I you know, getting eight percent at the the bank, you know, or five six percent even. I mean, that, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't have expected that from bonds, even. You know, something a little bit more risky more significantly more risky over the last year. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's relative, 
right? It's yeah, it's enticing to where sure. inflations are at. It's enticing. Yeah. But yet it's never going to keep up with money in the or inflation. And that's what I always have to work through with clients. And it's a discussion, you know, that are now soon and later buckets, that now bucket, that's money in the bank. You okay. know, um, okay. that is never going to keep up with inflation, not intended to. It's meant to be safe, secure, and readily accessible. All right. So you said you were born in 67? So, yep. Okay. So in 87, uh, you were a young man of 20 years old. Yep. And uh, we had Black Monday. Where you weren't, you weren't uh, in the in the industry yet. Were you at twenty? Right? No, no. Yeah. So I mean, I would be kind of in the middle of my college career at that yeah. point. So Black so. Black Monday happened, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, yep. One day, massive stock market fall, like twenty two percent in a single day. Uh, yeah. And certainly, you know, had you it, it, certainly people that might have been your age or maybe a couple years older, like twenty five or so, that could have right. certainly affected them pretty starkly. Thinking, hey, this is not a safe place for me to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or thinking of our parents, baby boomers. I mean, they they would have been at that point in their 50s, yeah. for, you know, late 40s, 50s. Yeah. So they're kind of at that nearing the end of their working career, you know, edging into retirement and, and have that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that that's could be devastating depending on how you reacted to it. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, it was one day. Right. right. So which was good. And so hopefully it didn't have any kind of long-term lasting effects on people, but it kind of was really, you know, kicked right after that when we spent the next, what, 13 years, you know, pretty, pretty well all through the nineties. Right. Market's Uh, doing pretty great. Yeah. Everybody's happy. And we get to the two thousands and we get the the bubble, the dot-com bubble. Right. Right. And now we're starting to really get into this period where over the next 10 years, we just did not have a lot of good, uh, things happening within the market, the dot-com crash. We had the Great right. Recession 10 years later. So they call that the lost decade. And yeah, exactly. Really, I mean, that, that you know, 2000 to 2008 time frame, that lost decade, you didn't earn anything. No. And this is you the area that's affected most of our clients, most of our clients, I should say, listeners, demographic. Correct. Uh, even if you were 40 through this, you were nervous and worried, right? But oh, now absolutely. That, now that we're kind of seeing some of these same things happen again here recently in the last couple of years, it brings all that back to the forefront. And you're thinking, hey, what? I, I, I don't want to retire on a down market. What am I going to do with this? Right. It, it hurt bad when I was 40, but it's really going to hurt if it happens when I'm 60. It, right. Yeah. If you're at the edge of retirement and not positioned right, it changes the whole picture. Yeah, I could totally derail a retirement at that point. Yeah. So you were fully into, you were fully in your gig by 2000. So how, how did this? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was, I was in the middle of my career at that point. I mean, I, um, like I, we've talked before, I started as a CPA, still right. a CPA, but so in 2000, um, that's actually when I moved in and bought the building I'm in today. Oh, okay. Um, if I remember we moved in Labor Day weekend, <laughs> um, and it was over that time frame, new into the building, nine eleven, all that happened right at this time frame. You know, right. so, I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, I had started in the financial industry at that point. My primary focus was still um, on the CPA side. We were, were starting to work with clients from an investment side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we saw some of this with clients. You know, it was tough. Yeah, I mean, you could have lost. I mean. It's kind of like the Bitcoin thing a little bit here the last few years yep. too, right? The dot com crash, you were a millionaire one week and broke the next. Broke the next, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you know, and just like with the inflation from the seventies and back, it's funny everything. What is who was it said? Was it Mark Twain that said or that said the history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. It often rhymes, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's we go through these cycles, mm-hmm. you know. And I've 
I've very often heard of, you know, kind of that dot-com era, the, the correlation between that and what's going on in the cryptocurrency industry today, which, I mean, that's a whole nother whole nother discussion to get into right um but it has it has elements that are similar very much i mean yeah. it's it's going through that same kind of a cycle that happened back in the dot com i mean if you think of the companies back then that had these crazy valuations and there was nothing there right it oh was yeah an, it was an idea two kids in a garage doing something that they raised all this money you know but yeah. yet at the end of the day it, it failed um, but out of that era, what happened, right? We had our Netflix, our Googles, our Apples. I mean, the Microsoft, all these companies merged out of that. They, mm-hmm. they survived. And the same thing, I think, is what we'll end up seeing long term in this cryptocurrency type world. And people want to be in on that, though, Phil. And that's the danger, right? So they're it like, is. I want to be I want I don't want to miss like I missed with Apple, for example. Yes. Right. Uh, who, yeah. You might be saying that to yourself. You're listening to the show or whatever. And it's like, so therefore, I've been riding this Bitcoin wave or 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 right. Ethereum theor- right. or whatever they're called. Um, yep. And that's OK, I suppose, if you're not wagering your retirement. Yes, absolutely. It's it's one of those things that be careful in it. Don't don't put money in that you can't afford not to not to lose, right? Because I mean it it is very much a wager and a gamble. Um, but I mean, if if you hit the right company, one or two of them, I mean, it can make a big difference. Yeah. But be very careful. Don't treat it kind of like the casino. I want to say. I mean, it's you know yeah. it, it is high high risk. Um, know what you're getting into. Treat it as a long-term investment. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a, a crazy world. Yeah. So so kind of thinking about like this always reminds me of this interesting story. Uh, we're doing this. This one here is coming out, I think, right around the beginning of May. So later mm-hmm. on in the month, it's kind of this anniversary of what's called Bitcoin Pizza Day. Have you heard mm-hmm. of the story? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where the guy paid for two pizzas. With yep. like, uh, he he offered like 10k Ten, in Bitcoin in Bitcoin back um, then, yeah. In like twenty in like twenty ten, right? Yeah. And said, look, I really want a couple of pizzas. I'll give you you know ten thousand in in Bitcoin. And people are like, you know, this, what who is cares? Bitcoin? I like yeah, that. it doesn't yeah. really seem to make a difference, right? So not a not a huge deal, right? Um, at the time, but think about what ten thousand worth of Bitcoin is worth now. Yeah, exactly. And, right? and I mean, even Bitcoin today is down significantly from its high. Right, but you're but still even at giving. That price, like he, he, you know, it's, so you're, it's all it's it's still this in its infancy. So you have to live and learn a little bit. But you again, you can't sacrifice. You know, because yes. most of our demographic and the people that you work with, it's like that's fine. Take some chances if you want to, but make sure that you're working with your CPA and your financial professional and saying, okay, I have that itch, I have that thing I want to do. Um, how can we do that where I'm not sacrificing stuff, but you can still ha- let me have my you know kind of scratch my itch kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the the fear of missing out, right? Everyone wants sure. to. Oh, I, I you know, Apple's a great example. I yeah. mean, oh, what if I would have? You know, what if I would have put in a thousand dollars or yeah. you know, ten thousand back when it was you know, whatever it was back in the beginning? Crazy numbers. Yeah. You know, same thing with Bitcoin. Oh, what if I would have you know put in thousand dollars into Bitcoin back in two thousand ten? When well, it was nothing. And if you, you know, bought a whole lot of it or you spent a lot of it on, on three years ago, you've probably lost it all as well right now. Exactly. But yeah. and, and that's the, the, you know, it's often referred to, you know, we're, we in the United States, we're the only people that 
we we buy everything on sale except for stock, right? Yeah. It, when do we get in? Oh, it's running up. We got to get in now. Don't don't, don't want to miss out. Yeah, for sure. People for sure. did that with Bitcoin. I mean, it went crazy a couple of years ago. People were jumping and in. And it may again. Right. We don't want to miss out. And yeah, yeah, it's it very well could. It's, just just you be know, careful. Things move in cycles. Yeah. Let me, but let just me. be careful. It should not be a big component of your overall plan. Yeah. Because it's gambling. It, it's good, it yeah. is truly long term. Could pay out very very well. All right, so let me uh, let me get us back on track and away from Bitcoin for a minute. So yeah. we'll go back to this next uh, historic uh, market crash, which obviously kind of teased a little bit. Great recession, right? right? So 2008, again, clearly caused a lot of issues. And still, 13 years later, there are still people that are feeling like it yeah. still affects them in one way or another, right? You know. Yeah, and whether, I mean, now we're into a time frame that all of us can relate to, Yeah. right? I mean, we, we've been in that market somewhere, you know, depending on where you're at in your uh, your timeline. I yeah. mean, if you were just entering retirement back there, yeah, it could have devastated you. Well, pain is interesting so. no matter how you experience it, right? Mm-hmm. The brain has a great ability to yes. uh, help you forget pain. Like, I mean, I don't yep. remember the pain of my open heart surgery 10 years ago at yep. all. Uh, my wife's like, oh, you were, it was pretty terrible. I don't remember it, yeah. right? And so with, you know, this big downturn 13 years ago, Nobody seemed to like remember it, and we're taking way too much risk in in nineteen, yep. in twenty twenty, and in twenty twenty one. You know, and then twenty twenty two happens, and suddenly you start to remember the pain a little bit. Yeah, all <laughs> when of a sudden, the, the when it goes down twenty percent, right? Of, You're like, oh god, oh, what if minute. it goes down fifty again? Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's the fear that people are starting to have again today. Is that wait a minute? This is starting to feel kind of familiar. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lose half of what I, I have, like I did back in 2008, yeah. you know, you might've been in your thirties or forties back then you had time to ride through that versus where you're at today. You know, if you're nearing that age of retirement, that could change the whole picture. And, and that's, so. that's where maybe talking about your risk and going through mm-hmm. and, and look at talking with your advisor and saying, okay, do I truly have too much on the table? And you may have learned this lesson the hard way already because you did have too much going into 22 and you did lose 20%. Right. Yeah. I mean, coming out of that, the great recession, I mean, it was a great run, right? I mean, the longest bull run we've had in a um, um, long time. So 13 years, long, basically. Yeah. 13 years. I mean, it was crazy. Easy to remember. Um, easy to feel like it always does that. Right, right. So kind of going back to that World War II era, the, the boom coming out of the, the Great Depression, right? This yeah. long-term run, just crazy runs on the market. Everything's going up. Yeah, I mean, this is great. Markets always go up, right? Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, we move in these cycles. You yeah. know, you've got to come back to what is the market average. And anytime you're averaging, you get more than that average return, you're going to give some of that back at some point. It's yeah. just a matter of time. Yeah, it's trying to find that balance, Phil, because right. if there's, I mean, you have seen firsthand numbers of stories of folks that, that got burned in 08, mm-hmm. they got, they sold out, they took the, they really took it on the chin because they locked in the, you know, they locked in those losses, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then they were too fearful to get back in and they waited and then they missed on you this wait. 13 yeah, too year. late. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so it's easy to do. And we started to have that again in 2020 with the quick downturn of COVID. But that wound up proving to be really short-lived. I think that yeah. I think what's happened this last year is more psychologically impactful for investors and retire, pre-retirees than even 2020 was. Well, absolutely. I mean, 2020 like those weird it anomaly. happened so quick. Yeah. 
that it, it's hard to react, right? Like and then months? it was over and, and we were back. Yeah. You know, we were bouncing back. And the, the challenge that I've seen with 2020 is I think, again, recency bias, right? That's the most recent downturn, big downturn that we've had experience with until recently and, right. and starting in 22. So we think, oh, this is no big deal. It's short-lived. You know, we'll be, we'll be right back and, you know, give it six months. Because we year, got down, what, 30%-ish or so for those yeah, three I mean, months? Yeah, it was a huge drop. Yeah. 30, 40%. Yeah, was, we had the, the biggest drop in a short period of time. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it significant. But, I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's a V, right? Down and then right back up. Right, yeah. So, and it, and um, it adds that flavor to, well, maybe in 22 when it started to turn down a little bit, what, yep. March, April, somewhere in there. Okay, this <laughs> might be short-lived. And, of course, then we got the interest rate hikes and so on and so forth. And it wasn't short-lived. I mean, here we are a year later. Right, uh, and yeah, a year, year and a half later almost in... in we're still not certain where this is going. I don't know that we've seen the end, the bottom yet. Yeah. I mean, there's still too many things that haven't played out. You know, are the Fed, is the Fed going to continue to raise rates or are they finally at a point of pausing? Have they got inflation under control? I believe they said the other day you they know? were, they may not, they might not do another one. So, right. That's, that's kind of the, the markets are saying, I, I just was reading, there's like a 70% chance they're pricing in that. They're not going to raise rates the next time. They're going to take a pause. Um, but, I mean, and that's always the challenge with the market, right? They're, right. They're, they're thinking ahead. They're always expecting. And then when it doesn't play out, that's when things turn south really quick, right? Yeah, the the reaction to that, oh, we, we guessed wrong, right? We, yeah. we anticipated the wrong reaction, and now there's a, a downturn again. Well, um, I think so that yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to see still a lot of volatility as things play out, mm -hmm. and it depends what that next wave is. You know, how does this all play out with interest rates at the rates that they are? All these bonds that are still out there at these low, low interest rates, long-term bonds, twenty-year bonds, right? Um, that have lost significant value. You know, how does this work its way through the system um, over the next, you know? Six months, a year, eighteen months. Well, and that's um, probably a good place for us to kind of to, to bring this back around because think about like the SVB situation. They yep. they bought all those bonds or, and wound up costing them obviously because they didn't yep. truly diversify and they didn't really kind of look at their total risk the the risk that was going to be in front of them, right? And right. so you bring that back down to today's podcast and just a general conversation of talking with an advisor and saying, okay, how much risk am I taking? Am I do I have some diversity? It's like the, all the basic. It's just basics 101. It, it is, and it's helping manage in expectations and emotions. Psychology, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we are, or fortunately, I mean, we're emotional beings. Everything we decide is, is an emotion. You're based on emotions. I mean, there has to be logic in there, too. Right. You know, but usually we make the decision emotionally and then justify it logically. Well, hopefully that's um, where the advisor comes in because we are and, and, we are going to yes. get burned in 08 and we are going to be emotional about it and have a, psycholog a psychological kind of impact. Uh, and then yeah. we go, okay, look, Phil, I need you to help me work through that because I don't want to make those same mistakes that I made in 08. Yes. Yeah. So a couple of keys with that. Number one is truly understanding your risk, right? And, and don't, don't let the markets determine it. You know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable with risk when the market's going up. Right. But you always have to come back to, okay, are you really? Because taking that level of risk means the downside exposure is a 50% loss. Yes. Is that something you're okay with? Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants the 10, 12, 13% up, but the 50% down, wait a minute, I don't want that. 
you know, well, yeah. they go hand in hand. <laughs> you know, you can't have one without the other. If we had that, this would be an easy game, right? Well, I mean, that's, it's, yeah, that's why I like to eat cake, but I don't want the calories. But unfortunately, right. it's, you can't have one without the other. So. They haven't figured that out yet. No. Well, so, they try, but it doesn't they, taste They right. try. It just doesn't taste as good. And no, it, yeah. And yeah. it's probably not good for you with yeah. whatever you're consuming to, to make this work. The chemicals. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. But yeah, you, you have to have a balance. Yeah. You know, and the flip side of that, though, is you can't go too conservative either long term. Um, no. Because you long term, we're going to have inflation, right? We have to have something invested to keep up with that inflation long term. So it's always this balance. Yep. Um, and that's why, personally, when we've talked about it many times, we bucketize the money the way we do because it helps position risk with with the need, right? Yeah. And that back to SBB with the banking, that's the problem they had. They didn't match the asset and the liability, right? They had a long term, a twenty year investment hmm. matched with a short term need. Yeah. And when that short-term need came in, the time horizon for the investment was wrong, and they got burned. And and, and you bring that down to your own household, and you can do exactly the same thing. So right, yep. So the, so how you invest for money you're going to need in the next ten to eleven years naturally should be different. Well, than and, the twenty thirty years beyond. And and, yeah. and I know we're getting a little long, so I'll wrap it up with this kind of thought. But we've heard stories, and and who knows exactly, but like of SB, SVB not having really a lot of people in place that were truly, you know, bank oriented, right? And they were making maybe decisions based on cultural things or whatever. And that maybe wasn't the smartest move. And so think about your own household and just say, are we making decisions that make the best, you know, overall impact to our financial health? Maybe not just, you know, because that's at the end of the day, what you need to set up for retirement, because you've got to take care of yourself when you're older, because nobody else is going to do it, right? I mean, there's there's government programs, but we all know that they're struggling. Uh, They could continue to struggle to get worse. So the onus has clearly been put on us to take care of ourselves. So right. make sure that you're doing that from a, a psychological standpoint when thinking about money. And again, I think that's where some value in, in working with a professional comes in like Phil because it allows you that sounding board, that detachment to yes. say, okay, yeah. I, I was burned by this, um, but you've seen this you know, a hundred different ways because this is what you do for a living. So help me walk through this and, and walk me off that ledge. I think that's kind right. of the I takeaway. Mean, and those are really the two keys that an, an advisor should be able to help with. Number one, your point, the detachment. It's not my money. I so care, I can give but you I don't an care unbi- I, Exactly. I care. It's not that I'm not, you know, going to do something crazy because it's not my money. No, I care. Right. I understand. Right. But I'm not emotionally attached to that decision like you are. Yeah. So I can give a more unbiased opinion. Yeah. And then secondly, this isn't my first time in the rodeo, so to speak. I've done this before. I work with clients like this every day. Yep. So this is my expertise. I can give some some wisdom, some knowledge um, to it versus you. This is the only time probably you're going to retire. Yeah. Well, hopefully, so, you know, unless you're, you know, hopefully, unless you're I, some sports I, athlete. I have had those clients that have gone back and, you know, not because, you know, maybe they had to, but because they wanted to, or they got, you know, too enticed with, but they're offering me, you know, and it's only for a 12 month period or. Yeah, so, exactly. But, but that's a decision. It is. That's, it is you know, a decision. a requirement. So, well, so again, folks, we're going to wrap it up. If you've got questions, if you need some help, make sure you reach out to a qualified professional before you take action, because psycho, you know, the psychology of money and the things that we, you know, experience certainly yep. play into our decision making process. And sometimes you need that Absolutely. sounding board. And, uh, and and Phil is here to help. So get on the calendar at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Uh, 
888-5530 or go to philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. We'll get out of here for now, Phil. Thanks. Have a great week. Uh, for Phil, you I'm too. Mark. We'll catch you next time here on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.